Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, that's a very good song. Uh, didn't we learn this game out in 2002? I think it was 2002. Yeah. So we missed our chance. We missed, we our, missed our chance. That's well, we need our 2003 theme song instead of our 2002 one. So we'll get this uh, get this rocking. What we learned about 2003 is that they had a lot of songs that were very 2003. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the only way right to, there. If that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right there by changing something you never <laughs> want to hear or remember that ever existed. Drift away, Uncle Cracker, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Cracker was jamming. Yeah, most, uh, the Black Eyed Peas had a nice... Uh, where's the love? Yeah, oh, where's yeah, the love? Yeah, very no, 2003. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, very cool stuff. But this is the most 2003 we think that we could find out there. Just, uh, just destroyed. Yes. We, we're talking the about window. this too. Yeah, the windows and the to walls. The wall. and this song still plays at, at dances. You believe? <laughs> <laughs> it did for my, my, well, my high does. school. Oh, I was I, like 2008, oh. 2007. Prom? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to be a chaperone at my son's dances. I don't recommend it. I've seen those dances. <laughs> I've been part of those dances. It. I hope they've cleaned those up just for the sake of our youth, but I'm sure they haven't. <laughs> if this is still playing it. there. Um, but, uh, yeah, very strange stuff. Uh, <laughs> middle school, high school What dances. a 2003 song. Oh, this though. is like, definitely oh, a 2003 awesome. song. Put us in the mood for our review of the Huskers season of 2003. Uh, Nebraska started off 5-0 and this year. Remember, they're coming off the 7-7 seven and seven year, um, and uh, – so they made a lot of changes, especially with with their coaching staff. Let a lot of the guys go. Um, hired Bo Pelini as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Barney Cotton as their offensive coordinator. But Craig Bull, Milt Tenefer, Dan Young, George Darlington, a lot of the longtime Osborne guys were let go before the season. Uh, and, and again, it looked like it started off well. They, they started off 5-0, and including a uh, redemption game against Penn State, who they lost the, the year before to. They won 18-10 to this time. Nebraska, um, going into their matchup, after being 5-0 and with Missouri, had been allowing only 219 yards per game. Um, so Bopelini's new defense was working out well. Uh, they went into this matchup with Brad Smith in Missouri, and they led 24-14 in the third quarter before being outscored 27 and nothing in the fourth quarter. And so the Tigers won, ending a 24-game losing streak against Nebraska. Fans tore down both goalposts after the game. Oh, that is awesome. And a uh, Nebraska player actually punched a Missouri fan as he was rushing the field. Uh, so that was, All right, uh, that's, not as awesome. that's not as awesome. <laughs> but, again, it, it continues the streaks. You can see why the, the, the tide was turning against Solage is because now Missouri ended a 24-game losing streak. Everybody's ending their losing streaks. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just domination that Nebraska's had over them. Uh, Nebraska did respond with uh, victories over downtrodden Texas A&M and Iowa State before being shellacked 31-7 to by freshman Vince Young and Cedric Benson of the Longhorns. Uh, and then Kansas State came in and or won again. They, they won in Lincoln for the first time since 1968 with oh a 38-9 victory uh, over the Cornhuskers. The, it was Nebraska's worst home loss since 1958. So That's again, a long time. Yeah, because you're going through the Osborne and the Devaney years there. And uh, so that's that's how that's the that more than anything that shows you the amount of domination Nebraska had over the the Big Twelve North basically the the old Big Eight um, and uh, and everybody except for Oklahoma basically in the old Big Eight going back that long. Uh, Pelini for what it was for what it was worth didn't appreciate that Kansas State had L. Roberson and Darren Sprill still on the field late against Nebraska's defensive reserves considering Nebraska was down so much. So Pelini started to confront Bill Snyder after the game. Uh, a member of Nebraska's staff. 
took Polini by the arm and led him away. Uh, Snyder said about the incident afterwards, I don't think I want to repeat what he called me. So Bo Pelini went after Bill Snyder. It's, it's, it's kind of a fun part of that game. Not not too much fun in there for Nebraska, but at least uh, Bo was willing to stick up for his players. Uh, Huskers finished out the season by beating Joel Klatt and Mason Crosby, one of your favorite Joel kickers. Klatt. Yeah, Joel Klatt, nice. quarterback over there at Colorado, um, on Black Friday. But the rumors were already swirling throughout the week about uh, maybe Frank Solich stepping down, somewhat of a forced retirement. Uh, after the Colorado game, though, Solich was fired as head coach. Wow. Uh, defensive coordinator Bo Pelini served as the interim head coach for the Alamo Bowl. They won 17-3 over Michigan State to finish 10-3 and and number 18 in the polls. Have not had a better winning percentage since that season. Uh, but still, Steve Peterson was uh, ready to change. I mean, he was ready to usher in. He was not going to allow this uh, this stuff, losing to Missouri and Kansas State for the first time. So he said, let's, let's not let Nebraska gravitate into mediocrity. We will not surrender the Big 12 to Oklahoma and Texas. Wow. Got the Husker fans riled up. Uh, what yeah, did not wow. have the Husker fans riled up is that they had a 40-day coaching search. They were swinging out left and right on, on Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier. Houston Nutt uh, was a big one. He used uh, Nebraska's donors to kind to get an extension there at Arkansas. Um, Turner Gill and Bo Pelini both got interviews, but per- Peterson ultimately went with Oakland Raiders coach, uh, former Oakland Raiders coach Bill Callahan, to usher us into the 2004 season, which we'll cover tomorrow. Fun what stuff we would do for 10 and 3, finishing 18 oh, in the I country. Know. That would be awesome. And the season was awesome, awesome, too, though, because the, the, the talent. Part of the, the story with Solage, too, is that he didn't have. Um, he wasn't recruiting the talented that level of players that uh, Osborne was, obviously. And Osborne had like three first-team All-Americans every other year. So that's that's the difficulty in doing that. In 2003, Nebraska, this defense that I was talking about that did really well, um, had a first-team All-American in Josh Bullocks, who tied the nation's lead with 10 interceptions, along with Sean Taylor there oh, at nice. Miami. Kyle Larson was also first-team All-American as a punter. One of the best defenses in Nebraska history, and one of the better ones in, in Pelini's era. We don't really think of it because he was a defensive coordinator at this time. Um, but the Blackshirts only gave up more than 14 points once in their 10 wins. They averaged 7.8 points per game given up in their 10 wins. Uh, they had two shutouts among that. It was the, the games that kind of got away again mm-hmm. um, where they, they needed a little bit more help from their offense and didn't get it. Um, but it was awesome. Also, uh, I wanted to run through the linebacker unit because that was awesome too. And just the numbers that they had. Barrett Rude uh, had 149 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, an interception, th- 11 quarterback hurries, four first forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered, an interception, and five pass breakups. It his, uh, his other buddy there was Demario Williams. He had 128 tackles, 21 oh tackles for loss, 11 sacks, 13 quarterback hurries, four uh, fumble recoveries, an interception, and five pass breakups. And uh, even on the other side, the other linebacker, T.J. Hollowell, not not quite as good as Barrett Root or Demario Williams, but still had 80 tackles and eight tackles for loss, seven quarterback hurries, and eight passes broken up. So it was quite it was kind of quite a defense that they had there. Like I said, maybe maybe not the, the not the talent overall, especially on the offensive side of the ball that Frank Solage was having compared to uh, Tom Osborne in the past. But um, that's also that's some crazy numbers. Those are some crazy numbers on defense. And and also, you know, this was kind of the deal of following the greats. Yeah, Jamal Lord was not Eric Crouch or Tommy Frazier or Scott Frost, but 
Who do you? At some point, you're not going to keep you know restock the same uh, level of talent. For what it's worth, the Heisman winner that year, Jason White of Oklahoma, continuing the tradition of uh, going on and losing the championship game. Jason White did that. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, number two. Eli Manning, number three. Um, very fascinating as far as the BCS because LSU beat Oklahoma in the, in the BCS championship game, um, but the AP kept USC in the top spot after beating Michigan. So they had a split national championship, which the BCS was created to destroy. To avoid that. Uh, also, part of those losses were kind of interesting. Kansas State upset number one Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, 35-7. to uh, That was one of the more fun moments as a Nebraska fan, just to watch Oklahoma go down. Uh, first conference title for uh, Kansas State that year since 1934. USC, who uh, had a claim for the title, lost a triple overtime game to Cal, who had a junior college transfer that year named Aaron Rodgers. Oh, there there. you go. Also, we have a DJ that says, Get Low and Yeah are two songs from that time that always get played, have stood the test of times at weddings and school dances. So you're screwed, Buck. So we'll continue to dance to that on the blocks coming up next.